to be like the uh, consultant in that one movie. I say, what would you say you actually do here, Tommy? Central Podcast. This is Tommy Barco, and we've got a fun topic today. I'm going to let Matt grill me about a day in the life of a financial advisor, at least here. This is kind of in response to some early feedback we got about the podcast, and one of the topics that came up was, man, I'd like to kind of know what you do every day. What does it look like? You know, are you, is it like a movie? Are you in there with screens everywhere, trading and charts? And of course, anybody that's been in the office knows that's not the case, but there is a lot that goes on, and Matt's going to get the kind of turn the tables on me a little bit and ask a bunch of cool questions. What's going on, man? <laughs> Nothing much. I get to be like the uh, consultant in that one movie. I say, what would you say you actually do here, Tommy? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I think we do want to find out. So what does a day in the life of a wealth consultant look like? Mm-hmm. Uh, really, we can talk about, you know, obviously you've got your essentialist approach and it's very process oriented. So why don't you kind of walk us through a typical day, what you might be doing, how you have your week or days structured, uh, you know, all that kind of stuff. And we really have two different types of days. And you've heard us talk about this a little bit before. they are buffer days and focus days. And the buffer days are not like free time. Those are days in which we respond to and prepare for meetings, manage accounts, those kinds of things. And then the focus days are days which we allocate time for meeting with prospective clients that have been introduced to us from existing clients or meeting with our existing clients doing review strategy and tactical meetings and those kinds of things. So we can talk about both, but does one strike your fancy a little more than the other? Mm, I want to talk about focus days first. Okay. Yeah, so those are actually the easiest, Matt. The focus days are days that we block time out to hold appointments for either introduction meetings, follow-up meetings, or strategy and tactical meetings. So all of the preparation for those meetings would be done on a buffer day. There's not a lot of preparation that happens the day of, as for obvious reasons. And we try to fill those focus days up with meetings. So they'll be back to back to back, and they're really probably my busiest days because I'm not in control of the schedule, right? The schedule's in control of me. We've scheduled time Mm -hmm. for the meetings with the various people, and I'm kind of shifting through different gears from an existing client with a complex situation to an introduction to an existing client with a very simple situation that has requested a meeting with us versus me requesting a meeting with them. I mean, it all varies, but they fall into a nice structured day. So before you put that into effect, I don't want to make this too much about, you know, a productivity Mm -hmm. uh, type episode, but how was, uh, what kind of led you to structuring your week and and days like that? And and how was it before that? I assume probably pretty crazy because I know you stick to it fairly well. I, I do. It was all kind of a result of us really fine tuning and articulating our process, overarching process, and then all the processes within that all started three, four years ago now. And it really was in hindsight because we were very reactive. So somebody would call and we would just schedule a time. I mean, you know, when you're going to be in the office and during business hours and 
you know, then you're stuck preparing before that meeting or not having time to do work, follow up work after the meeting. And so it really started shifting into how can we prepare? We've got a process for preparation, you know, the meeting agendas, the statements, whatever's going on. And it, you know, can't be a, this interruption. It needs to be something that we're preparing for and being proactive and not being interrupted and being reactive. All right. So focus days make sense, Tommy. Those are primarily the days when you're actually visiting with the clients. Uh, let's talk a little bit about the buffer days. What are you actually doing there? What does that look like? Maybe how many times a week are you doing buffer days? That mm-hmm. kind of thing. So the buffer day is a little bit different depending on what kind of preparation or review is taking place. But generally speaking, they include preparing our personal wealth program report packages. They include preparing proposals. They include reviewing risk assessments. They include placing trades, uh, doing rebalancing, asset allocation, preparing quarterly investment reviews for clients. They include some of our marketing, things like what we're doing right now, Matt, recording a podcast. They mm-hmm. include me doing some very intentional study, research, self-development, some journaling. So I'm basically in control on the buffer day, right? And that first hour to hour and a half in the office, the email doesn't get checked. Sometimes the computer doesn't even get turned on. You know, it's reading it's organizing, structuring, you know, paperwork, folders, stuff like that. It's journaling, some of the things we've talked about on other podcasts. So it, that's a kind of an enjoyable aspect of the buffer day for me. And then from there, it moves into looking forward to other meetings that are coming up in that week or the following week. Some things we can prepare ahead of time. Some things we have to prepare closer to meeting time. So it just depends on the proximity of what the meeting is and what we're preparing for. We have conversations here within our firm with our team make sure that you know onboarding is on track workflows are being followed Uh, we consult with the investment committee and look at different specific details around certain investment strategies and certain accounts and so they're they're pretty full days but because there's no real demands on the time you know phone calls may come in and we have a process for that depending on what what i'm doing and what's going on but there's no client coming in to you know, have a specific meeting time that's allocated to them or introduction or anything like that. So mm-hmm. they're full days, but they're different than the focus days. Well, it sounds like that structure really helps uh, create success for you, Tommy. And so with, with that in mind, actually, I want to switch gears and, and ask you, you know, what's the most challenging part about being a financial advisor? Mm. Great question, and it's kind of an easy answer, even though it's not. We talk about critical financial events all the time, and those are these events that happen in our lives as they unfold that change our financial future for the good or the bad. And we try to prepare Mm -hmm. for those. And some of them are great, you know, critical in the word makes you think all of them are bad, but they're not. Some of them are, are fantastic things that could happen having a grandchild or retiring or buying a vacation home. But some of those are death, divorce, disability, and dealing with illnesses, uh, losing jobs. And so when clients engage with us after a critical financial event has occurred, it, it can be a difficult time. And probably the most difficult of all of those that I just mentioned would be 
death, right? When somebody loses a loved one or we lose, you know, a client, but working with the family afterwards, sometimes people connect to us during those tragedies after they've lost somebody. And we're, you know, just having to help them navigate through that. Sometimes we knew the person, sometimes we don't. And we're just, you know, meeting the family after. But that's definitely the most difficult is, you know, just kind of reassuring them and helping them get past this, you know, making sure they understand that there's time to wait and let dust settle. And, you know, some decisions do have to be made fairly quickly. And if not, they can cause you problems. But other things can take time and, you know, people digest and process that differently. So definitely the most challenging aspect. Yeah, I can't imagine those are easy situations and uh, obviously very challenging for the family involved, but uh, also on your end. So switching gears again, what would you say is the most fulfilling part of what you do? You know, it goes back to the critical financial events again, even if they're tragedies, helping people get their hands and arms and heads around what they're trying to do, what they need to do is just very fulfilling. And then on the positive side, like people that have established goals and helping them achieve them, getting to celebrate, you know, we talk about what we do all the time, but really most of the success that people achieve is the result of their own hard work, their own preparation, their own wise decisions. And it's just really fulfilling to be kind of looped into that story. And, you know, to be part of their journey, helping guide them to success. And we see a lot of benefits to us being in this relationship with them and get to celebrate with them in some small way. Well, and it reminds me a lot, Tommy, of at least the way you explain it. It's kind of like watching a loved one grow up and hit certain points in their life and, and get through them and you know become successful in whatever, whatever way that means. So I, I could definitely see how that's very fulfilling mm-hmm. for you. Well, we've about run out of time here, Tommy. Why don't you wrap it up? Absolutely. You know, we've skipped over a lot of detail, and there's a lot that that happens in a typical day that I'm sure we failed to mention. But hopefully you got a better sense of what we do, and this give you some insight into a typical day for me and our team here as we work for people like you. If you have any questions or comments, let us know. You can reach us Facebook, LinkedIn. You can email us, and we'd love to hear from you. Otherwise, thanks for joining us, and until next time, keep it essential. Thanks for sticking around after the music here. And as always, we appreciate you tuning into the Essential Podcast. Just have a quick disclosure for you here. Securities are offered through S.A. Stone Wealth Management, Inc., member FINRA and SIPC. And advisory services are offered through S.A. Stone Investment Advisors, Inc.